Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by our guest speaker. For more information about Abundant Life Church, please visit www.abundantlifechurch.org. Amen. Now, uh, you will remember that we are in a series concerning Joseph. And Joseph, we're talking about the five low points of Joseph's life. And tonight we're going to talk about Unjust accusations. Anybody ever been unjustly accused? Okay. Then we're all going to get to hear the word of the Lord tonight and be able to relate to it. And I've asked Brother Martinez to speak on this subject tonight. He's not spoken before. I'm sure he's going to do a wonderful job and you're going to get some good notes and some good insights. And you're going to leave here with a proper attitude and a right heart and be prepared for the next unjust accusation that comes your way. Amen? Let's stand together in honor of the word of God and the man of God. God bless you, Brother Martinez. Speak to us tonight. Amen. Praise the Lord, church. God bless you all. I greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You can be seated. I, I don't want to start right away with, with the preaching and, or teaching. I call it sometimes teaching, but I do want to share something with you that's been on my heart for some time, and that is uh, uh, our pastor, Pastor Kylie, and his family. Um, the Bible talks about giving honor, and I want to honor Pastor Kylie this evening um, for the, you know the love that we all have for him and his wife, and all of the pastors of the church and their families. All of the Kylie uh, pastors. Um, it's not an easy job coming up here and doing what they do, but they do it. And um, talk about heroes, huh? <laughs> Those are my heroes. The men of God are my heroes. And, and I, I, I look at them that way. They, they humble me just because I know the things that they go through. And what we're going to talk about tonight, I'm sure that a lot of us have experienced it and will experience it. I believe it's part of the walk that we walk with this God. And that is these accusations. And um, uh, I'm sure I'm not the only one. There's a lot of us. And uh, it's good for you, though. It helps. Uh, at the time we're going through it, it doesn't. But it's good because it helps you grow in Christ. And I believe that Joseph... There's a lot of us out here, <laughs> a lot of Josephs. I'm one of them. And, um, but I believe that Joseph really understood who God was. I mean, the way I kind of look at this is that where God brought me from, when I think about where he brought me from, it reminds me of Joseph. Because, See, Joseph, when he was born, he was given that coat, which changed everything for him. Amen? It, it, that, that coat of many colors, if you think about it, though, in the book of Ezekiel, uh, it talks about Satan also having all these rubies and colors when he opened his wings that shone the glory back to God. Well, when Joseph got that coat, I believe that the enemy knew who he was, too. Just like his brothers found out who he was. And even his father did. So heroes, uh, they're all in this Bible and they're here today. 
And that's the people that I uh, give honor to. And I'm, I want to say that uh, no matter what God does with my, you know, myself in the ministry, um, I want the Kylie family in this church to know that I will never bring dishonor to this church or the Kylie name. I will always lift them up. Because um, the day we walk through those doors, everyone opened their hearts, opened their arms, and welcomed us in. And the first time we walked through those doors, I was kind of surprised myself. I said, even the pastor, I said, Pastor, it's real different here. There's, there's something here that people need to have. And I, I believe it's that love. Because he, pastor, when, he, when you meet him, it's never with his arms closed. It's always with them open. And it doesn't matter who you are. He's just going to grab you and hug you and love you. And, and I believe that that's, that's a key and it's real important in this church. Because that's why the people, they, they're drawing to that love. And if we have the love of Christ, which I believe we do, they're drawn to that. And so um, I, I want to share with you, excuse me, one moment. Uh, the book of, well, not the entire book of Joseph, but some of it. And um, I want to start with one scripture that throughout the years I've learned, you know, that I deal with all the time. And that is uh, with the flesh, the thoughts in my mind, the things that I have to deal with, like in a three dimension, so to speak. Uh, Whereas I have to deal with myself, I have to deal with the prince of the air, and I have to deal with other people's sins like. So it's a three-dimensional thing. And I believe that in those three dimensions, um, while we're walking in this flesh, we're dealing with these things day in and day out. Sometimes we're not even aware of what we're dealing with. All of a sudden we just feel funny or different or something isn't quite right. And so if uh, we could all stand, I want to just start with this one scripture. It's in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And I know you've heard it before, but today you're going to listen to it a little bit differently. Chapter 10, verse 3 through 6. Amen? The Word of God says that for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You may be seated. Now, those words right now, what they've done and what they do, because God's word is life. It's alive. So what it does is, is it captures everything in the room at one time. It just kind of like uh, absorbs it all. And it's gone. And, and if you think about what I just said for just one moment, you will see that your thoughts have cleared up a little bit. They're no longer foggy. You're, you're able to think clear. Because the word is that powerful. That's what it will do. Now, I believe Joseph knew that. I believe Joseph... Um, the relationship that he had with God, that that relationship is what changed him and he believed everything about God. Because from the beginning, 
when his brothers put him in that pit, if you remember, um, who wants to be in a pit? I mean, think about that for a moment. Nobody really does. But here, this man goes into a pit. Why didn't he tell the, the men that came and bought him? Why didn't he tell them, hey, my brothers put me in this pit. You know, help me. Help me because I'm in this pit. I don't want to be in this pit. He never told them that. What he did is he went right along with them to Egypt. In captivity, really, because he was a slave now. And that's when they sold him to uh, Potiphar. But why didn't he tell them what they had done to him? I thought about that. I thought, wait a minute. If, if somebody was to do that to me, I'd certainly tell my wife. <laughs> you know, I'd tell her, hey, you know, I'm over here and this is what they did to me. You know, come and help me or something. But he never said anything. He went right along with the program. How many can relate to that tonight? You, you do go right along with it because I've done it myself. Not understanding it all, I follow right along with what's going on in my life. No matter how bad it gets or how much I've been accused of one thing or another, I just accept it and I deal with it within myself, never telling anyone. And I believe Joseph did the same thing. I believe that when they put him in that pit and then they sold him for that silver or the coins... Um, he wanted to go right along with the program because he knew that God was with him. He had to have known that. Why would he go through that? Because he went right to prison after that again. He was accused again. All through that whole time that he was, uh, I want to say bound, bound by all these other things that other people couldn't see on him. Amen? Some, some, some things we cannot see on other people, but they're on us. That's that three dimensions again. He knew that. I believe that. You know, you know why I believe that? Because when his brothers came, all of them, and he told them to leave Benjamin, see, he could have forgiven them right then and there. He didn't really need Benjamin because he already knew you know, the, the state that he was in, just like we do today. I know it for a fact, myself, I'm talking about myself. How many times have you heard that when a preacher preaches or they speak, they're talking about themselves? I'm talking about myself tonight, that I know, I know within myself that something around me isn't right. And what I began to do is I began to ask God to help me, reveal to me what it is that I'm dealing with tonight, Lord. Or any time that I'm dealing with it. And it's constant. It doesn't stop. I believe that the enemy knows who we are, first of all. And because he knows who we are, and we're not attentive to that, we allow it to keep happening to us. And we just keep going and going. And at a certain time, though, something's got to give. Something either, either, either we're going to quit, which is what you hear a lot about, you know, people leave the church, uh, somebody said a word to them or something to them. They never, it never dawned on them that it wasn't really them. It was, it was just, you know, something that attached to them too. And they told them without thinking about it, they're out the door. And then how do you bring them back in after that? They, they become offended, amen? Um, you know, the Bible tells me that when I was born again in Jesus' name, 
that that old man died and that I, when I came out of that water, a new man came out. This is the new man that's talking tonight is that man, not the old man. The old man is dead. And so if I have that new, if I am that new man, um, at a certain point in time with my walk with God, I have to know that something's going on around me. I know that Joseph did. After reading this and going through it and trying to find out more about Joseph, and I've read about Joseph many, many times, but it's different when you're going to teach on it because why didn't he ask somebody to help him when he could have? If God was with him, we know that God is with us, amen? Why didn't he ask him to help him? Why did he go through all of that to get to that place that he ended up, which was second in command, without, without knowing he was going to end up there, why didn't he ask him to help him? That's what I wondered as I read this whole thing. And I looked at myself, I thought to myself, boy, I can relate to this because like when I first uh, came into the church, uh, I'm not sure, somebody told the pastor that I said something and, and I got called into an office, I was like three months saved. And um, when the pastor asked the person to tell me what I said to them, they said, well, you know, I was standing on that corner over there at the church, and I kind of felt that Brother Martinez was thinking this about me. Or he may have been saying this about me, too. But, but the pastor said to him, well, you mean that he didn't actually say that to you? And they said, well, no, no, I just kind of discerned that from a distance. And he looked at me and he said, well, Brother Martinez, you know, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to say what I want to say, but, you know, I'm sorry. You know, um, you didn't say a word to them. I said, I never said a word. Now, there was over and over, it was like eight times this happened to me. And eight times it was the same answer, which was, I never even talked to them. I never said even hi to them. But yet they accused me of saying all these things. And... Um, when I was reading that about Joseph, and I wondered all of those things that he went through. You know what? I never told anybody. I never said anything about the accusations. I just heard what they said. I said I didn't say anything. I never talked to them. And I turned around and I kept going. And I did that for years, though. It wasn't just, you know, one time or anything. like. It was years I did that for. But I learned. I learned that, that you know... This God that we serve, first of all, he's a mighty God. Uh, if you would have known me before you ever seen me, years ago before I was saved, you know why I'm telling you what I'm going to tell you. And that is that this God that we're serving, he's a mighty God. This God one day decided that he was going to roll up his sleeve and he was going to reach down to the furthest part of the pit of hell and pull out Brother Martinez and put him in the front pew of the church. And I've been there ever since. And if that God can do that, then just like Joseph, I know that this God can do anything. It doesn't matter what it is. I, I may think one way, but God has a plan like he had for Joseph. I believe that's why he never said anything. Now, mind you, I have been told in the past, well, why didn't you just go and prove what you said? And, well, you had proof and, and, and like that. I said, I don't feel that. I just don't feel that. 
And as the time went on, I felt that because of that old man being dead and this one being alive that's in me now, how could I? How could I, how could I go back and say, well, he said this and they did this and that, that almost didn't sound right to me. It didn't feel right in my spirit. So I didn't do it. And it went on for years and years. Actually, just a couple of months ago or weeks ago, uh, it happened to me again. <laughs> um, I was accused of stealing, literally stealing. Can you believe that? I'm a, I own a business and, and I've been working on this business for years. And why would I go to a place and take something that isn't mine? Well, I never took it. They actually gave it to me, but I was accused of stealing it, literally. They never asked me if, if I had stolen it. They never said, did you steal it, Brother Martinez? Or they just saying that. Never asked me anything. They just said, you stole it. And I didn't say anything. Because, <laughs> you know, they didn't give me a chance to respond to it. And I believe that Joseph, the same thing happened to Joseph. He knew who God was, and that's why he, didn't, he never responded. He went through those trials, those changes, and, and where did he end up at? Without Joseph, uh, we would have no, uh, what was his father's name again? I forget his name. Uh, yes, that's correct. Uh, why? Because they were going to die in that famine without him. It just so happened that he went through all of those things. He took those burdens on his own shoulders without telling anybody. And because of that, God blessed him for it. And, and you know what? Potiphar and those men, they knew he was blessed. Everything he touched, God blessed. Everything he did, God blessed. And you know what? How many people don't want to be blessed? Everybody wants to be blessed. Even the sinner wants to be blessed. Amen? Even the sinner, even the unsaved, they want to be blessed. There, there, I have a younger brother of mine that... Uh, I ministered to a lot, and uh, one day I noticed, because he's a contractor, he would bring a contract to me, and he'd say, you know, I like the way you write. And I said, well, yeah, I got a way of writing, I guess. And uh, he said, no, you do it in a way where you could plainly read it. And I says, yeah, well, yeah. He says, would you mind helping me with this contract? And I said, yeah, I could help you with it. So I helped him with the contract, did the numbers, everything, had him sign it. I did all the work, and I let him sign it. Well, he took the paperwork back to where he got it from, and long and behold, he got the contract. $30,000 contract. I have to have something to drink. Excuse me. $30,000. And so I noticed that a couple of months later, here's at my door again. He says, you know, can you do that for me again? I like the way you did that contract. Can you help me out a little bit? Sure. I'll help you, no problem. About the fourth time I caught on to him. And I said to him, I said to him, Rudy, I said, listen, I know what you're doing. You want me to do the contract so that God could bless that contract. And when you take it to that people, they're going to give you what you want. And he said, well, no, not really. Not really. I said, well, you've gotten every contract. Only the ones he did, he did not get a contract. And so uh, Potiphar was the same way. He, he, even the Pharaoh was the same way. He knew that Joseph was blessed. And he wanted that blessing. Everything he touched, God blessed. He told, he told Abraham that out of him would come nations that would be blessed. He says, and they that bless you will be blessed, and they that curse you will be cursed. Everything he touched, God blessed for him. 
Now, he knowing all of that still, he still went through it all. He, he, he never told anybody. And, and even when he was in prison, when he, when he interpreted the dreams, you know, here's somebody that's sitting next to you that you had this dream and you want somebody to help you interpret it. And this man sits there and he interprets it for you. And, and, and it happens in three days just the way he said it, both of the interpretations. And, and you would think that, uh, that uh, uh, this man that's interpreting these dreams uh, um, would give you more insight, right? Or, or he'd say that, well, now that I've interpreted it, or I will interpret it and for exchange. Release me, and I'll interpret it for you. Even the Pharaoh, when he called him up there, he asked him to interpret that dream. He could have told him, well, if I interpret it for you, will you let me go? Can I be freed? He never said that. He never asked not once. He allowed those things to happen to him the way they did. And, and I've learned in these years of going through this, I love the church. I love everybody in the church. The word of God says that we should always remember to assemble ourselves because there's power in numbers. Even though you don't see me come across talking and all that, I know as I sit there that the Lord, he can do anything. There is nothing that he can't do. He can use anything. It doesn't matter. He has no boundaries, God. The enemy does. He only goes as far as God lets him. He never killed Joseph. He only hurt him in different ways. His emotions, how he looked at things. You know, you imagine he must have been miserable at times. Sitting in that prison that long by himself. Knowing the God that he served because he knew him. Why would that God that he served let him sit there like that and go through all of those things? I believe because it was going to take a man like him to be the second in command for that famine. Because if he would not have gone through it, how would he have done all of that? How would he have saved all that corn and all that food for those people that would have died? Thousands and thousands of people, his entire, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, family and, and relationship, all of them would have been gone. All in one sweep because they didn't have anything. They had nothing. Without him, they would have lost it all. So he took the burdens of the people upon him. That's, I believe that's why he never said anything. It's, it's uh, you know, when, when we're going day to day, it, it's hard to really look around and try and see that as it's going on, but it's going on 24-7. The, the spiritual never goes to sleep. It's 24-7, whether we understand or not. You know, dreams, uh, visions, uh, things like that while we're sleeping or, or whatever, all of a sudden you'll just Something will come to your mind, and it's really God putting it in your mind. And so, with all that, Joseph still allowed all these things to happen to him. And while I was reading that, too, that I thought, Joseph, he had such a great relationship with God that I think if he even would have thought it, God would have honored it. <laughs> if he would have just thought, God, you know, he would have done it. But, but he must not even have thought it, thought the thought, I should say. He must not, because God would have honored it. If he was blessing everything he touched, would he not bless what he thought? Amen? Yeah, he would have. I believe it. I believe that he would have. There are times that, that you know, as a, as a man myself, uh, when I ask God, I, I don't ask for, 
for myself, like I'm just asking in general, God, what's your will? What do you want from my life? I don't want anything myself. I just want what you want. Because I know what he wants is good. Actually, he called him a goodly uh, person in the Bible. He talks about Joseph being goodly. Goodly person. I never heard that term. But he must have been more than just good, I guess, because he called him goodly. <laughs> and I'm, and, and when, when he called him goodly, I'm thinking to myself, if he would have just thought for one moment, God, you can do anything. Get me out of this or change what's going on. But he didn't do that. He stood in that prison. And he actually ran that prison too. At one point, they let him run that whole prison. The uh, warden, I guess, he gave him all the, everything to do. You do it all yourself and whatnot. And he did. He ran the whole thing for him. And the same thing. He knew that he was blessed. Just like we know we're blessed, amen? That we, we may not say it to each other, but you know that a person that has the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name, he's inside of you. The Bible says in Corinthians that, that we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God, God dwells in us, and this is why when we come together as a group, there's power in numbers, the moment we see something in one direction and we point to it in the spirit, it begins to dissolve. It cannot stand in the presence of God if it's not of God. It has to dissolve. He could have thought those things. I mean, I think about him. I think, well, at what point do I keep it to myself and God? Because I never said it to anybody. I never told anyone. I never said, hey, they're accusing me of this or telling me that. You know, what can you do about it? <laughs> you know, can you go talk to them and maybe try and get the truth out of them? No, no. That, that same spirit is the one that works. It works on its own, 24-7. Working on the things or conditions, I should say, of the things around me. That's why I never ask specifically for things from God. I always go back to the day that, that the Lord himself was in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he himself, in his own words, said about the cup, he said, let thine will be done, not mine. I don't want my will. I want God's will. God, you do this. It's your word. It's him that's inside of us. He will do what he says he would do. And that's what I want, because anything more than that, then I become... Uh, God myself, I guess. Do you think? If I start asking for things that I want, you know, I need this or I want that or I need this, I become a God myself. I'm not interested in becoming a God. All, you know, it talks about many gods in the Bible, but I'm not interested in myself in that. What I'm interested in is, God, what do you want from me? I know I've got the Holy Ghost, amen? I can prove to you that I have the Holy Ghost. I can speak in tongues. You could feel the spirit of the Holy Ghost on me like I feel it on you. So I know because it confirms to me. The spirit of God confirms that this is the same one spirit. And, and if it confirms to me that that is, then we understand that the other side of this is also there too. And you can discern that even though you don't talk about it or you don't say anything about it. You can discern that. You know, it's part of our lives. 
We deal with it every day. I wake up in the morning thanking him, and I go to sleep thanking him. It doesn't matter what the day was like or the night was like. It doesn't matter. Every day, December 30th of this year, will be 19 years that I've been walking with this God that I'm talking about. 19 years, and I never forget what he did for me, ever, ever, ever. Every morning I thank him, and every night I thank him. I never ask him for anything. I let him do what he's going to do, and I just follow. You know, use me, do what you want. Anything you want to do with me, do it. doesn't matter. Why? Because it's not me. It's him. And I believe Joseph did this. Why would he go through all those things without saying anything to anyone? I mean, how many people or how many of us want to go through circumstances like that in our lives? I believe there's a lot of Josephs in this church. We just don't talk about it. I know I've never talked about it. But there is something that's inside of us that deals with that. And, and you get this peace inside of you. Even though it may hurt for the second that you hear it, because it's about you. You have this peace inside of you that all of a sudden, you know, it really didn't bother you. It's more if it's going to bother the people around you, because they're going to hear about it. I don't know, the, the Bible talks about... Uh, um, the, the whisper, the book talks about it, but the Bible also does. It talks about, um, you know, how the accusations start. Somebody's whispering it into somebody's ear. The next person whispers into their ear like that. It starts go. But, but is it really affecting the person that they were talking about? Or is it affecting everyone else around them? You know, when, when somebody says something uh, negative, I would think that, I would feel that way too. I would feel negative about it. I would say, you know, well, I wonder why they're telling me that. You know, why would they say that about that person to me? You know, that's not, uh, in the church throughout these years, I've learned that if you're going to say something about someone, make sure that you're saying something that's good about them. If, if you're going to say something bad about them, don't even say it. Because that, that, that is not good. You know, you're gonna, the person that you're saying it to or that's hearing it is the person that's going to feel like, uh-oh, you know, there's something wrong with this person here. I'm going to move a little bit this way. But um, um, Joseph, I, I never knew I was a Joseph until I read that book. And I believe that uh, Pastor Kylie, I know God talks to that man because um, that that. That little section in that little book just changed the way I've seen everything throughout these years. Never really knew it. Just when I read the book, it just kind of came to life. I thought to myself, oh, geez. Well, why did Joseph do all those things for the same reason that I'm doing them? Because of what's inside of me. He that's inside of me is what I want to increase. And I want to decrease me. The more I decrease, the more he increases. And, and I believe that that's how he went through that whole thing. All of those trials that he went through, they put him in prison. He didn't even do anything. <laughs> and he was in prison for nothing, really. Uh, all those years that when he was in there, I'm sure he learned a lot of things. He learned how to deal with more people and things like that because he was like 17 when it all started. He was just a boy, a young boy. But going through all those things, he must have been... Uh, you know, miserable at times, I think, that, 
that um, he wouldn't tell anybody. He kept it to himself. You know, he's sitting there interpreting dreams, and even the Pharaoh himself, you know, wanted his dream interpreted. Uh, and he was happy to do so, too. Um, yet he still, he still, you know, allowed all those things to happen to him in his life. And, and I know I'm a Joseph. I know that I've been through a lot of these things, and there's a lot more coming. And I expect that they will, as long as I continue walking this walk with you. You know, this, this is part of life. There's two sides. The side that we're on today and the side we were on before we got to this place. And I choose to be on this side. <laughs> no, no matter what. This is the choice. It's nothing that, that I'm asked to do or, or somebody's telling me I have to. No, I, I choose to live this life with this God. I, I love this life that I live with this God. I love the people. Um, I love everything about it. For some reason, God brought me through this organization for some reason. Not quite sure why yet, the whole story, but I, I'm on to part of what's gone on in these years. And sometimes, well, if you look at Joseph, how many years did it take him to get there? It was a long time for him to get to that place. And it would be the same for myself, I believe. Anybody in this room. It takes years of walking with this God to get a lot of those things off of us and allow us to be able to see the things as they are. Because we have something that the world doesn't have. We have the Holy Ghost. And there's people dying for that today. And they don't know that it's there. I know when I was in the world, I didn't know that. I didn't know that there was such a God like that. Um, at the age of 39, I ran dab smack into that God, and he changed my life. And I never went back. I never looked back either. And, and I don't tend to look back. I'm just going to keep plowing forward, going forward, doing whatever it is God allows me to do and asks me to do. And um, I have no reservations for anything else other than the living for this God because he's the one that's changed my life just like he did for Joseph and just like he asked for a lot of us in this room too. I know a lot of veterans are in here. I've been in the church longer than I have but um, for God it doesn't matter the ages. He goes in between everything and between everybody and it doesn't matter. Um, I, always, I always say when I'm talking to people uh, you can tell I love to talk. <laughs> but, but I always say, you know, if you're going to pray, be careful what you pray for. Because you just may get it, you know. If God puts it in your heart and you start praying for it before you know it, you know, there it is. And you're wondering, well, how did, how did that happen? Well, it happened because you prayed it at one point in time. And so um, I, I'm grateful to be here tonight. I really am. I, I'm humbly grateful and I, I thank God for the opportunity uh, to be up here this evening. I hope I didn't bore everybody tonight, but, but there is a change. It just takes time. Little by little by little by little, minute by minute, hour by hour. Within a few days, you'll notice the change. It just takes a little bit. The Word of God is powerful, so it's not uh, anybody that does it. It's He Himself. And so that word that, that I spoke to you began to turn that knob just a little bit higher. Just a little bit You'll feel a little bit different later on this evening, tomorrow morning when you wake up. You'll notice the difference. 
give it a few days, you'll notice a little different again. But if you give it too long, without continuing, you're going to feel back to where you started tonight. Because again, the word of God is powerful. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. It cuts everything and anything in the spiritual realm. It just cuts it off. And it just falls off of us. Whether you see it or not, it happens. And, and that, that scripture that I read to you is one of the most powerful scriptures in the book of God or in the word of God. Because it goes right to the matter. It goes to your mind, to your heart, to your body, and it starts pulling it all down. And whatever's not of him is off of you today or tonight for the moment. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you all. And I'm going to turn it back over to Pastor Kylie. One of the jobs that I had as a young man was I, I worked at Patrick Cudahy. And uh, the primary thing that we worked with at Patrick Cudahy was hogs. And I had the worst job in the plates. We had to, I don't want to be too graphic, but uh, we had to take care of the hogs. And you always knew when the hogs came in. Because the hogs were always squealing and yelling and making a lot of noise. But when the sheep came in, you never heard a sound. That's one of the things I remember about Patrick Cudahy. The hogs always made a lot of noise. The sheep never made a sound. Jesus was as a lamb led to the slaughter. And he opened not his mouth. You know, I've heard some people say, you know, Pastor, I, I just can't seem to keep the victory. And I don't think I've ever said it, but I've thought it. And I'm going to say it because it's not for anyone in particular. I'll tell you where most of the victory is lost. It goes right out of your mouth. Everything you speak is heard by God and by the devil. And when you say something and Satan hears it, now he knows where to attack. But if you hold your peace and you let the Lord fight your battles, I promise you that time will do two things. It will heal and it will reveal. That's why the Lord held his peace. In time, you're going to know. Right now, you don't. I appreciate what was said tonight, Brother Martinez. You did a great job. Very proud of the way you handled yourself tonight. I got some, got some really good notes. And, uh, and I asked you before we began tonight, I asked you how many have been unjustly accused, and it looked like most of you raised your hands. Now you know how to deal with it next time. You have two options. Two options when you're, when you're being accused. You can confront or you can cover. And you better pray about it before you answer by confronting or covering. See, if you confront somebody, 
That's when you confront the accuser and him only. Don't bring a group with you initially. Can I get an amen? If you have to confront somebody, then confront them one-on-one. But a lot of things that happen, you just need to cover. Kind of like when, when Noah got drunk in his tent and Ham came out and told his brothers and embarrassed his father. Remember the two other brothers, Shem and Japheth? What did they do? They covered it. They took a blanket and they draped it over their shoulders and walked in backwards and threw the blanket across their father. They never looked at his nakedness. They covered him. Some things you just got to cover and keep your mouth shut. Time will heal it. Time will reveal it. Time will fix it. Know when to speak, know when to be silent. Amen? Let's stand together. I appreciate this church. It's not perfect because none of us are perfect. But for the most part, this church is not a gossiping church. They know when to keep their mouth shut. If you gotta say something, pray for somebody. (laughs) Hey, brother, can I pray for you? Just lay hands on them and pray for them. But you got to know when to speak and when to be silent. And the Lord will reveal the truth. Jesus, thank you so much tonight for the word that we've received. Thank you for listening to this Abundant Life Church podcast. We pray it has strengthened your relationship with God and will continue to be a light unto your pathway to heaven. If you have any questions or comments regarding this podcast, please telephone our ministerial team at 262-965-5177 or email us at info at abundantlifechurch.org.